association with Miami-Dade County Public Schools, and uh, they had a solicitation out for uh, the free monitors uh, disaster. Um, we had just started putting that into our portfolio, um, and we went out for a solicitation with uh, the school board, and we actually got it. And um, But if we had overlooked that and not certified ourselves with the, with, with the school board in that particular area, those would be dollars that were left on the table. Talk us through scaling to that next level at the federal government and what that looked like and what the game changer has yeah. been very much a game changer for us and um, I don't think that if we had not been successful at the at the state and local level you know because we we, we don't want to skip over the state of Florida since we um, stretched ourselves to the medical field and and uh, bumped into a contract with COVID you know worth um, you know uh, millions of dollars in terms of uh, uh, providing uh, qualified medical personnel to um, the state. Uh, but again, you know, all of these are stepping stones. But, you know, skipping forward to the federal, uh, we kind of did it just a little bit different. Um, we partnered with an 8 uh, certified company who was looking for a staffing component, and that led us to be able to partner with them have a contract with the U.S. Navy, which has been extremely um, lucrative for us. Uh, again, we did it just a little bit different, um, but that 8A certification, again, you know, that that is a game changer, but like the certifications with the state and local, you have to work it. This is Fabiola Florenville, the creator of BlackPagesMiami.com and the Black Business Podcast, where we feature, highlight, and support locally owned Black-owned businesses. And this series is about the largest Black-owned businesses here in South Florida. And I have the pleasure of speaking to one of the largest ones, I'm Gary Harris, who is the CEO of Alpha One Staffing. Hi, Gary. How are you? Good afternoon. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for joining. So I started off by saying that you are one of the largest Black-owned businesses here in South Florida, just because I've heard of your success story. But share with us what that path has been like from start to where you are now um, with your growth. I, I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you so very much for thinking of Alpha One Staffing uh, to participate in the podcast. We are absolutely thrilled to always share our story because we don't know at any time, you know, a listener may, may um, be thinking about starting a business, what type of business, what information we can share, and uh, we're always in the sharing mode. So thank you very much for thank, uh, uh, inviting us to the podcast. Absolutely. Um, Alpha, Alpha One started in um, 2007, um, probably right around the same conditions that we're in now, maybe slightly better, but it was um, doing an economic downturn. And um, I have been in the staffing industry for many, many years and decided that I wanted to venture out on my own, uh, have a banking background. I gathered a couple of uh, partners and we launched Apple One Staffing. Now, one of the things that we should have considered is that, um, you know, the economy was doing really bad. Um, but we thought that with hard work and, um, you know, persistence that we would be able to uh, outlive the, the, uh, the downturn in the economy. And we banked, what we banked on was, was actually 
correct. Um, so, you know, getting back to that time period, you couldn't you couldn't give away employees, employees let alone uh, talk a company into hiring. So we decided to refocus, and uh, we we marketed ourselves to uh, nonprofits, and we started doing their payroll, um, basically saying that we could provide you that upfront money that you needed on a for a payroll on a monthly basis, where you wait for your funding to come in or whatever sort. So we were we were pretty successful with that, but I can tell you where the, the real turn in the company came when we um, decided that we were going to register through the Small Business Division of uh, Miami-Dade County. We certified as a small business. We went through the workshops. We, we, we put in the homework. And we realized that there was a large staffing contract that was coming up uh, probably within a year. And within that time, we, 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 we got new clients because we knew we would need, need the references. We made sure that our, our, our um, office space would um, be ready for a um, in-person interview by Miami-Dade County because we knew that was part of the process. And again, we worked with the small business division just to make sure that we had all of our ducks in a row. And sure enough, you know, we hit fire. Uh, we came out um, in that particular solicitation probably third or fourth, but through hard work and, and um, word of mouth, we became the number one uh, vendor and we worked on that project for about six years. And uh, through that project, we um, we hired about 600 employees consistently on our payroll for, again, about that five-year period. So that kind of catapulted us into, you know, um, that um, sweet spot where we, we um, capitalized on that and outsourced, I mean, you know, um, sold our stuff to other businesses and um, kind of diversified our portfolio to, to offer additional services. Wow, that's an amazing story and a testament even to some of the resources that are being underutilized by our companies because you shared how the launch pad for you essentially and the pivot and game changer was when you became certified. So a lot of businesses don't even understand the procurement process. And I say it all the time that a lot of businesses are missing out on government dollars from state and local to even at the federal level. And we'll get to that because I know that you also have federal experience, but let's, let's kind of hone in on the procurement side at a local level because you put in the research and then because you knew that there was a contract coming down the pipeline you started to build up your pipeline and that's what it means about being successful in business and working on your business right 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 absolutely and you know you you, you talk about putting in that work and uh, you know it, it doesn't stop at now i'm registered what do i do you know, now I'm certified, what do I do? I'm going to sit back and wait for the opportunities to roll in. And as I mentioned, you have to be extremely proactive in that process. You have to you have to know the procurement officers and the classification that you are certified in. Uh, and uh, one other tip, you know, make sure that you certify in everything that you think you could do. It's not mm -hmm. just your primary um your primary portfolio that you want to certify in. Um, just make sure that you are looking at other opportunities because you can always bring in a partner who has a little bit more experience and do collaborations. But just getting back to the, um, the procurement officers, you want to ensure that you know them, but they know you. 
because um, many times they will send out solicitations and they make sure that they email you to say, this solicitation is going to be coming out in six months. Make sure you, you know, keep watching for whatever source is going to come out on, whether it's BizSync or, you know, some of the, or their websites. You, you have to make sure that you are uh, in tune with them, but you're also registered with these sites so that you can watch uh, the bid activity. And you mentioned something that was extremely important. A lot of us don't want to deal with state and local government, even national government, thinking that the process is too complicated. Um, it's not complicated at all. You just have to ensure that, you know, you if you don't know what you're doing, you find a source that can help you with the solicitations. They can be a little tedious, but, um, you know, if it's important to you, you, you <laughs> will, you know, you will work through that this, this tedious process. Absolutely. And so you, yeah. you actually mentioned a nugget that I, I want to put a, uh, a pin to. You, partnership and teaming, right? Um, because that's also another area where we miss out on. And we think that there's a contract, we have to either be able to do all of it or we can't do it at all. And I have a right. mentor who always said, create the business. You know, and you obviously, I, I think you know him, Bill Diggs. He always said the same thing create the business around the opportunity. <laughs> you know, if I need to. I know it very well. Yes, he mentions you. Figure out, figure out a way to do it. You know? Right. Uh, we know people who know people, so let's just figure out a way to get it done. Exactly. Absolutely. You need pins. You're not in the pin business, but you can find a pin manufacturer or yes. supplier. <laughs> Don't leave the contract on the table. Yes, I can tell you two stories very, very quickly. Um, we we um, through actually um, with the help of of, of Bill, we um, got in into certification with Miami Dade County Public Schools. And uh, they had a solicitation out for uh, the free monitors uh, disaster. Um, we had just started putting that into our portfolio, um, and we went out for a solicitation with uh, the school board, and we actually got it. And um, sometimes you say to yourself, okay, now I have it, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, but we decided that we were going to go out and um, you know, partner with some subcontractors who knew what they were doing. And um, lo and behold, here we are, you know, in the midst of the hurricane season, and we're preparing to, um, you know, not everybody don't like that word, but there's money in everything, right. you know, and that happens to be a very thriving industry. So we, you know, we, we work through that, and we have the partnership, and we're, we're ready to, to push forward with, with our new partnership relationship. But if we had overlooked that, and not certified ourselves with the with with the school board in that particular area, those would be dollars that were left on left on the table. And because the school board has an initiative not to not to set aside to minorities, but to bring more minority business into their you know their their uh, portfolio of of usage, you know it was just we were at the right place at the right time. And and that's kind of what you know. Love it. Absolutely. Let's jump ahead to the federal side, because I've heard your story before where, you know, you you went through the small business, you did that well, you got your contracts, and then obviously there's a threshold and you graduated out of it. And so now I learned about your story 
when you moved into the federal side. And I particularly want you to kind of overemphasize that because um, with my own business, with Blueprint Creative Group, a marketing agency, we're actually in our last leg of getting approved for the 8A. So we've been going through the federal process. Yes, um, we had a final item. Thank you. A final item to submit. Um, and they, you know, I don't know if it's COVID or not, but they're like, look, we just want to finally get this done because 8A takes a while. So it's been about 15 months on the table. And yeah. they said, we just need to get this done. Here's one thing where it's, it can either get you approved or not. And so, um, I just submitted that and hopefully in the next maybe 30 to 45 days, I'll have a final decision. But th that's a space where a lot of us, especially women-owned firms, are not playing in. And um, I've sat through federal meetings where they say a lot of women-owned certified uh, contracts or set-asides don't even go to the women because there's just not enough that are going after it. And here you are. I've heard of your story. So talk us through scaling to that next level at the federal government and what that looked like and what the game changer has yeah. been. Very much a game changer for us, and um, I don't think that if we had not been successful at the at the state and local level, you know, because we we, we don't want to skip over the state of Florida as well. We talk about municipalities, but you know, we've been extremely successful with the state of Florida having contracts in the area of IT staffing, and up recently um, stretched ourselves to the medical field and and uh, bumped into a contract with COVID, you know, worth, um, you know, uh, millions of dollars in terms of, uh, of providing uh, qualified medical personnel to um, the state. Uh, but again, you know, all of these are stepping stones. But, you know, skipping forward to the federal, uh, we kind of did it just a little bit different, um, just based on my partnership structure. I had to kind of move around the uh, 8A certification because not everyone wants to, to go through that process. And, and I think you, if you have any partners, you may know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But we had to kind of move around that particular process and we decided to partner. And here we're talking about these relationships again. We partnered with an 8A uh, certified company who was looking for a staffing component and that led us to be able to um, to partner with them and and um, have a contract with the U.S. Navy, which has been extremely um, lucrative for us. And we um, we still have to do certifications, uh, excuse me, solicitations as it relates to the Navy. But just being in their um, being in their um, pipeline vendor list yeah. and being able to look at all the the, uh, the the opportunities out there has really been good for us. So, uh, again, we did it just a little bit different, um, but that 8A certification, again, you know, that, that is a game changer, but like the certifications with the state and local, you have to work it. Right. You know, you, you definitely have to work it. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. Well, you know, even that, even though it's different, it's still part of the traditional route. You can either team and get in the door that way, or you can yeah. use a certification to your advantage to get in through the front door. So you're a perfect example of a business person, a businesswoman, a black business, a small business that went from small to not so small and scalable yeah. by being very yeah. strategic and intentional, using the resources and opportunities that are already there 
Um, and essentially accepting that I got to create the path for myself. Um, it's not going to come to me. Um, you know, it's there, it's there for everyone. So I might as well go ahead and figure out how to get in. So you're a perfect model of what entrepreneurship looks like. Thank you. Thank you. I, I started a long time ago when I did not want to be an entrepreneur. And if you heard my story before, you've heard that my father uh, had a successful construction company. And, and I saw the things that he went through with his company. And I said, there, there, that will never be me. <laughs> never. I'm going to go to college and, and get a degree in something and work for a company for the rest of my life, you know, until I retire. But um, that, that entrepreneur bug was there. And I didn't realize it when... When the doors closed on one opportunity where I was working, I decided, you know, let 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 me do this for myself, and and I am so thankful to have the opportunity to be an entrepreneur and and share uh, any knowledge and information that I can. And you mentioned something about mentor, I think, in in the beginning of the conversation, and I preach that constantly that you know just. Um, for small businesses, find a mentor. You know, people are willing to help, and 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 um, you know, um, that information can be invaluable uh, as you move along the process. Yeah. So let's talk about that part because I'm sure you still have your days where entrepreneurship sucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we still go through it. You know, it doesn't just because. You have the knack for it does not make it any better or easier, <laughs> you know? So, um, and that's the reality and, uh, and having stick to itness and just being relentless is the, the formula for success. Even when you fail, you still fail forward and you're relentless in your failures and pivoting from that. So let's talk about, you know, lastly, from the businesses who are hearing this, and I know that a lot are going to be inspired because even with Black Pages Miami, we've done a series on procurement and I see the same thing. This looks too big. This is a giant. I don't know how to get started. This is overwhelming. Too much information. We actually had another session with the SBA about two months ago about this very same topic and the work seems daunting. So a lot of businesses kind of, you know, take themselves out of the game just because mm -hmm. it just seems too daunting. Um, and that's, that's the difference between black businesses who scale and black businesses who only can employ themselves or a few people. You know, it's amazing right. to hear your story say that you're pursuing multi-million dollar contracts without fear and that you'll figure out how to put the team together, who to collaborate with, you know, what is going to take for you to win it, but you'll do that work. But obviously there is right. a benefit to it. So for that small business who is in this new normal with COVID and who it's having to pivot, their businesses have been maybe dismantled, it's been halted. Some are probably reconsidering whether or not they need to just stay closed. Um, and obviously this is good motivation for them, but if you had to give three tips or two, three strategies for these businesses that are rethinking things, what would you tell them? Um, I believe that um, some of it I have already mentioned, but I think one of the most important things is that um, they may need to figure out 
how to start over mm. and reinvent their uh, their business strategy. And I'm going to make that clear by giving an example. I've talked about um, the, the staffing side and municipalities and, you know, contracts worth um, $70 million, uh, you know, with, with, with Bay County, but that doesn't always last. And when that's over, you kind of feel empty, like, okay, what do I do now? Um, we at Alpha One, we decided to, we, we, we talked about that pivot, and that was our pivot sort of uh, time. Um, we decided that we would go into that disaster management. So I said that to say, look around at what's happening now and try to figure out how you can reorganize yourself to to be in what's going on currently. Um, if it's, you know, um, if you manufacture something, you know, PPE, if you, uh, uh, again, are in, 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 you know, marketing the things that you're doing, you're going out to the federal government, um, you are, you know, series, these types of series that you're doing. So that would be one thing. The second thing would be um, to seek out. Um, this is a perfect time because a lot of businesses are not that busy. So look for those mentors, people like you know yourself, myself, other businesses that are seemingly doing well. To have some, you know, not face to face, but maybe Zoom conversations and um, set up some times where you can have some one-on-one mentoring. Because we're, we're not, we're, we, again, we, we're busy at this time, but we have time. We're not, we don't have the, the, uh, the galas and, right. the <laughs> and all of those things to go to, so we can kind of concentrate on some other things. So, um, you know, we're, we're open, and I say open, I mean business owners like myself who have been there, we're open and we're willing to, to donate that time. Whereas yeah. before, our time was so important. Yeah. That we were charging for this time. Uh, people just want to help each other. So yeah. I would say this is the perfect time to do that. So that would be that would be tip tip number three. And the last one, when we talked about, uh, I, I spoke recently about having your kind of your house in order, um, so that when things like the uh, the disaster loans and those come come about. A lot of us didn't have our back house in order in order to be able to move through those processes to get the funding. So now that you have some time, even though your finances may not look great because you may not even be able to pay your bills, but look, you know, even even if you need to get someone with financial experience and, and those workshops that you talked about, sign up for many of those so that you can have yourself ready for the next situation that comes in and we're not scrambling for dollars and looking for paperwork and, and trying to make sure that, you know, we, we have dotted the T's and, and crossed the I's or vice versa or whatever. So th- I think those would be the three areas that I think would be helpful uh, in, in my advice. Oh, those are perfectly said. My final question for you, what does the future look like for Alpha One staffing? What would be a dream contract for you? <laughs> um, 
um, a dream contract for us. We have not uh, been able to to um, penetrate those very, very lucrative uh, corporate America contracts. I think we're still being shut out of out of those contracts by the big staffing companies, the, the well-known ones, the Robert Habs and, and so forth. Um, so we, we, would, we would love to be able to be a, a prime vendor for, you know, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or Disney. You know, those are the types of, of, of dream contracts that we would like to have, that we, we would like the doors to be open and we get an equal opportunity to provide services on that level. You know exactly what you want, and I love that. I appreciate your time and your wisdom. I think that there's a lot of nuggets that any business in any space that they're in, in whatever stage they may be, will take some nuggets from this. And I'm glad to see that you're a black woman doing this. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, we, uh, we, we, we are just so excited about the, the, the uh, environment that we're in as it relates to black businesses, and we're looking for uh, some some real opportunities to come out of everything that has happened. You know, there's a silver lining in everything, and I think that this is our silver lining in terms of, of, of black entrepreneurs. Yeah, now we just need to be super creative and innovative in how we line up these opportunities to make real money out of it. Yeah. And to do it so with collaboration as well, because it's not something for us to go at it alone, but to collaborate and bring in the people that we need to close the deals. Yes, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Okay. thanks again for your time. I appreciate it. You're more than welcome. And and this was was very pleasurable for me. I I enjoy Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, this is Fabiola Florenville, the CEO of Blueprint Creative Group, a strategic communications agency, and the creator of BlackPagesMiami.com. Ciao.